Goodbye, everyone, and welcome to the Value Added Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and of course, joined by my co-host, Brian. Say hello, Brian. Uh, I would like to, but I'm confused by the word you chose at the beginning. Uh, goodbye. It's when you, you, you know, tell somebody, uh, it's a greeting, right? Uh, sure. We, we can say that, I guess. Um, I don't think that's the case, but you live your truth. Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, I, I think you're correct. I think I used the wrong word there. Uh, and which, which is actually going to be the point of today's topic in today's discussion about using, well, about words and how their definitions actually matter. And they do mean something. And so we should use words like possibly hello instead of goodbye when we are greeting somebody. Now, with that said, this is our first episode of the podcast, folks. And I first want to say welcome. Welcome to the Value Added Podcast. I am going to give a quick, I'm, I'm going to have, I'm going to go first on this, right? I'm going to sure. introduce myself first. Sure. All right. So for you guys who don't know me, which is probably everyone listening to this, at least most of you, my name is Zach. I am 27. I have two kids and a wife at the moment, two wives and a kid. Yeah. Something like that. And I, I grew up in Illinois with my neighbor as a cornfields all around me. And that's where I was born and raised. And I've been, basically, I moved south like 14, 15 years ago to Florida and then kind of left and been to a couple different other states. I haven't, I'm not well-traveled by any means. I've probably been to maybe three or four states. Uh, But I've lived in Florida for a while now. And in Florida is where I've had the pleasure of meeting Brian. And we are, we wanted to start a podcast. And so now we're here. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's all you really need to know about me. You're going to learn more if you decide to stick around, we can kind of talk about that. Um, also my favorite color is blue in case that's important, but I'll give it over to you, Brian. You can kind of tell the audience who you are. Um, so jot that down, everyone. That spare color blue is very important. It is. Um, also, it's also, it's also interesting to me that you went from having your neighbors being cornfields to here where, um, I don't think it's a cornfield. Not knowledge are not a cornfield. There's no room for a cornfield. That's true. Because all the area that could be used for cornfields is now being taken up by apartments and homes and businesses and Disney. So, but um, there's also a cow pasture right behind my house. There's a cow pasture right behind so. your house. Um, but that's not quite a cornfield. Um, but I guess you can take the country out of the boy. You can take the boy out of the country, but not the country out of the boy. Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, so I am Brian, as Zach so eloquently stated earlier. I'm not going to share my age, um, and, but I will tell you that I grew up, born and raised in New York. That may be evident already just from listening to this accent that I cannot seem to get rid of. Um, and you'll also see that potentially in a lot of my behavior in the sense of which, which, which will come out, obviously you're not going to see my behavior, but you can hear a lot a lot of it in the sense of my um, my overall attitude, I guess, towards a lot of these things. Uh, you, you could say it's a little New York. You know, the stereotype of New Yorkers are they're very unfriendly, they're very impatient, um, they don't have a, lot, a ton of sympathy, they're all just... Yeah, they're not very welcoming. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so I, I, so even though it's been ten years now, the New York is still is still very much a part of me. Um, the only other part I think that might be relevant to this episode and further on is the fact that I'm extremely introverted with a big passion for books that includes both reading and writing. Um, with regards to the last one, I've even written a few myself uh, as a self-published author. They're out 
available for sale. If you think that was a shameless plug, you are correct. Um, <laughs> if you are interested in learning any more about that, um, I'm leaving a link to my author information in the description so you can check that out. Um, but that's my, my big, my big, uh, contribution, I guess, to the, to the, to the, to the world. And the, 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 my, my biggest passion to, in the world is related to that. Um, but regarding this podcast specifically, what kind of value can we add to the podcast? Um, and we're going to get to that in collectively in a moment, but for me specifically, I can tell you that, uh, I don't watch the news. I, and I think politics is beyond stupid. Um, and so I don't really, I'm not really into politics. Um, I follow it a little bit, but I'm not really into it. I don't get invested into it. And to me, that's important because I'm not, my views on a lot of things is not filtered through the news or filtered through a political affiliation. And it's not influenced by that. Um, and in addition to what I just said, I also have a very cynical view of people and, as, and society as a whole, which I guess is a New York thing partly, but, um, so if you're, if you're if you're expecting a rainbows and unicorns view of this, where every, everything is wonderful, everything's amazing, people are great, uh, love and uh, and cookies for everybody, um, you're gonna be a little disappointed, um, at least by on my end because that's not me at all. But so I just want to click get that out of the way now, so there's no surprises. Um, cynicism and skepticism is one of my things. Yeah, but luckily there's two of us, so we can kind of bounce all. You know, you, you have those opinions. I'm of course the opposite, so we can we can really fulfill all but on both sides of all the arguments yes we're gonna go the opposite which is of course sarcasm which you folks will definitely learn as you listen to the podcast we both have been told that we are sarcastic people i am also very cynical i don't particularly like the majority of the decisions folks make but i do have a simple philosophy when it comes to that which is you do your decisions and i do mine and we stay out of each other's lane i don't need to agree with you you don't need to agree with me we can just coexist and that's how I am with most things. Yeah. Um, at the risk of getting, we're, we're not going to get too far into it, but uh, I think one thing to keep in mind is a lot of debates that people have. Which I'm using the word debates is actually a nice word. It's not really a debate. It's really a screaming match. Yeah, it's a screaming match. And people uh, label the two sides of the argument as A versus B. And um, depending on what the topic is, of course. But at the end of it, every single one of these arguments have a very similar uh, denomination under both sides. It's one side is people who want to be left alone, and the other side is people who refuse to leave you alone. And you see that come out in a lot of the arguments, um, where one side is the people who want to be left alone have a certain view based on that, and the other side has the opposite view, and then they clash. And you'll see that come up, come up over and over again in any debate that we discuss here, or yeah. issues that you come across, things that, you, that you've been involved in. Um, that's what it comes down to. And um, so that's to your point. Uh, you, your take is leave people alone. Yeah. And leave me alone. But not everyone's willing to do that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think. I think when it comes to freedom, or, or you know, the freedom that we in America we enjoy our freedoms. If true freedom, at least in my in my mind, is being able to do what you want, and there's a lot of stuff that folks do that I don't agree with. A lot of things that I think are bad for themselves. <clears throat> Forget being bad for me, or I don't like you doing it. I think that a lot of things people do is damaging to themselves, to their own happiness, to their own futures. And I think a lot of people are so short sighted and focused on instant gratification and these type of things that you that that becomes the focus, and you. 
anyone who goes against it is a problem. But what I would say is you're allowed to make those mistakes. If you're, I can tell you what you're doing is probably a mistake, but you're allowed to make it. I'm, I'm not going to tell you you're not allowed to make it. And at the same time, all that I request from, from you in return is that I get that same freedom, is that I get that same opportunity to do and practice what I believe, what I want to do, my truth, if that's the word that we're going to use, my truth, allow me to practice and embody my own truth without persecution. And I think that's really where this political issue comes in, is everyone just wants to cut everyone's throats. Yeah, such a it's such a hot, hot belly topic issue, whatever, whatever. That is the, the condition that doesn't get satisfied in a lot of cases is the second part, which is the the person will say, let me do what I want. They'll demand it. They'll yell and scream about it. They'll use any kind of means to get that. But then when it comes to, okay, well, now also you have to let the other person do what they want. Then that's where the uh, the, the the problem exists. Yeah. Um, so you really can't have it both ways. It's got to be one or the other. But it, um, it, one of these, if you were, yeah, I'll do this now because it's only the first episode. But over time, you're going to see a lot of words or phrases that get repeated by us over and over again. And one of them is what Zach already said is instant gratification. Because that is something that we both notice and we both um, see as, um, in most cases, a, a, a problem more than anything else is the desire for instant gratification. And, and you see it manifest in a lot of different ways. Um, but it's interesting that you use the phrase, my truth, because um, I think that kind of segues nicely into the topic we're discussing today because but maybe not necessarily in the way that a lot of the listeners think it's going to apply um so unless you want to add something else what we just said let's i I think we should just uh get started with with that yeah i guess uh the last thing i'll say for this this intro portion of this episode is i'm really excited for this podcast i've been we've been we've been thinking about it we've been talking about it for a while and we're finally getting the chance to sit down and and in person we're going to talk about things and share our ideas and you know the, the podcast name is value added what we what i hope for at least is that you listening to this podcast uh, I, i'm not going to try to attack anyone i'm not going to try to belittle anyone um but hopefully between the two of us at least we can find some value to be able to add to all of our all of our listeners that's that's my hope i cannot promise um the not belittling, as you said, you're going to do. I cannot make the same promise because um, it's possible that I'm that I'm either going to do that or something will come across that way. I'm not necessarily apologizing for it in advance. I'm just telling you that it very well could come across that way. One thing I've noticed from conversations we've had outside of the podcast, which has led to partly has led to the reason why we both want to do this, is because we both had a lot of interesting conversations amongst ourselves about various different things. Um, so much so that we decided maybe it'd be great if other people got to hear this as well. Um, one thing I've noticed is that we have a tendency to articulate our views on this differently, even if we happen to agree. Yeah. Um, coming out of two different ways. Yes. So, and if to Zach's point earlier, um, even if we were, were both saying the same thing, one of us may come across as a little more hostile or vicious than the other. And if that's the case, I'm most likely to be that person. Right. So, What's the word I just used? Belittling. Belittling. I'm not going to yes. belittle people, right? Yes. Um, so one important one important thing we need to do here, real quick, is I'm going to let you know. When I say belittling, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to tell you that what you're doing is not wrong. All right. I'm, that doesn't mean I'm going to agree with what you're doing. It doesn't mean I'm going to tell you you're smart for what you're doing. No matter what choices you make, you're still a person. You're still a human being who made those choices. 
um, I believe very strongly in, in accountability, and you have to be accountable for whatever choices choices you make. Uh, by the way, folks, we have a third podcast host today. Uh, she might be part of the podcast at other times. Her name's Iana, and she is a lovely, very happy dog right now, getting to meet Brian for the first time. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my opinion on that. Um, welcome to the podcast, guys. We're, we're excited to have you. Uh, let's go ahead and transition into the topic for today. And the topic, the first topic of today is going to be language. Yeah, so um, we've already kind of uh, segued into this indirectly. And that's really not a coincidence because what we're about to... What we're about to discuss applies to anything that we will converse about going forward. It really applies to anything that anybody converses about uh, at any time, which is why we're picking it first. It's a great baseline to establish going forward is language. And the two things specifically I want to mention is um, when we say language is important, Zach mentioned that at the beginning, how language, how it's important. Um, the two things that strike to me that is the most important about this is A, definitions, and B, being specific. Sometimes those things can be lumped together as one, sometimes not. But um, when people use words, the words that you use matter. The word, And not only the words you use matter, but what the word means matters. And but what you see a lot is two people have a conversation and a word is being used in the conversation and both people either define the word differently or define the word the same but interpret the definition differently and that's where the specifics come in. So, and when you do that, the messages are going to get mixed. They're going to get uh, scrambled. You're not really going to understand what the person's saying clearly because rather than using their definition, you're using your own which could change the whole uh, message completely. Yeah, and this, this is the crux of many, many, many arguments yes. and debates, as we've talked about before, yeah. which are really screen matches. Right. We're going to argue about something, and we're going to be we're going to be arguing two completely different points, not realizing that we're talking about two different things because we either fundamentally disagree on what a word means, uh, and we're going to get into that in a little bit, um, but we, we're not even agreeing on what we're fighting about. We just know that we're fighting, mm -hmm. and we know that you have the opposite opinion. You know, if you if you said. Uh, uh, hold off, uh, hold off. I'm already thinking about examples. Yes. I'll, I'll wait for right. that. Yes. So we'll, we'll get into examples to kind of give you an idea of exactly what we're saying and to, you know, because being specific. We're going to be specific what we're saying. So uh, I'll use a, a minor example first, one that is very neutral, one that should be too controversial or triggering or anything like that. Um, if someone says, asks a question about where something is and they follow that by saying, is it far? I'm sure you've gotten this. What if you're a worker and they ask for um, where something is, or if you're just so you're uh, just out and about and someone asks for directions and they ask, "Is it far?" Most of the time, people ask respond with that with yes or no. I'm here to tell you that I do not answer that yes or no for the reasons that I've already hinted at. That word "far" is extremely subjective. Even if we both agree on what the word "far" means, not to say that you can actually verbalize it. Many people can know what a word means without actually being able to define it in, in words. Yeah. But I would think that most people agree on what the word far means. But what does that actually mean to each person? So for far for me would be if um well I guess let's back up. 
Because if far also, you need more information. Are you walking there? Are you driving there? Are you flying there? Well, that's exactly what I wanted to point out in the way you're saying it. It has to do also with the situation. Yes. If I could say that McDonald's is close. Right. Is it? Because it's, it's, it's relatively close. It's about maybe 0.4 miles away from my house, maybe a half a mile away from my house. That's where it is. But if I had to walk to McDonald's a half a mile, again, it's, you know, whatever the average walking speed is, it's going to take me, you know, 20 minutes, whatever, to, to walk from, from here to there. So it all depends on what the context is and what you're talking about. Yes. But a jet a jet traveling could say that one state to another state is close. It's not far as compared it's to clo- yeah, it's close by jet. Else. It's close by jet, but it's not close by by, by right. foot. So everything yes. is about this comparison. Right. So so the best way to clearly answer this question would be if someone says how far is it far? It's three quarters of a mile. Yes, be specific. Now you're, now you're being very specific. You're, you're giving them a a a, 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 a indisputable. Uh, way of measuring it. Everyone knows what three, what three quarters of a mile is. From that, now it's up to you to determine whether <laughs> our third podcast host is very yes, yeah, he's very energetic. Um, so it is now up to you to determine if three quarters of a mile is far. Now you know you have any, you have the information. You know what far means. So 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 in this case, if I if someone was asking me what is far, um, if someone was asking me is it far. So whose definition are we using? Are we using mine or theirs? And they'll say they're walking. To me, three quarters of a mile is not far. So if someone were to say, is it far? And they say three quarters of a mile, I would say that's not far. But many people, especially those lazy people who always have to park right in the first spot, and no matter how long it takes them to do it because they don't want to walk, three quarters of a mile, oh my God, that's like torture, asking three quarters of a mile. So just that alone. So, yep. let's, so, 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 so for this example, let's say I'm, I'm going to still use mine my uh, definition of it, and Zach will be the, the lazy person who doesn't, who doesn't want to walk the quarter of a mile. He asks me, is it far? My answer, if I was asking by my definition, is no, it's not far, because three quarters of a mile is not far to me. But to him it is. So if, I'm, if I say no, and he goes with that, and he walks three quarters of a mile, now what does it look like? It looks like I lied to him. It looks like I gave him the wrong answer. Yes. But what, what, what I'm really, what, what's really happening is I failed to give the answer based on his definition, which was not communicated to me. So to, to avoid all that confusion, you just give the specific response in numbers. Three quarters of a mile. Is that far for you or not? You decide. But then there's no confusion and there's a, a complete transparency. Yeah, there's no, there's no room for interpretation. Right. You also can't get mad at someone for telling you it's three quarters of a mile right. instead of saying it's close. Because it is. Right, because you're not, and, and again, this this could turn into an argument of two people where I'm, I'm upset with you because you, you said this and now I had a, the wrong expectation. And this this is why communication is extremely important. This is why being specific and, and agreeing on what things mean is important. You don't have to eliminate the word far out of your vocabulary, by the way. You can still use it, uh, but if you're using it with someone, you guys have to be in agreement with what it means. Or agree that you're not going to agree on what it means and... Like and then uh, ju- and then judge accordingly, yeah. Which that that creates uh, a I guess a different set of problems. But if you're too stubborn to even to even budge at all in your definition of it, and you're like, no, I'm, I'm sticking with mine, and the other person does the same thing. Okay, well now there's going to be a communication breakdown if the, you find the words differently because the answers to these questions, like the like the example I gave, that answer could be very different depending on who you're going whose example or whose definition of the example you're going with. And yeah. and you see this all the time. And that's a minor example, like I said, but as we're going to get to later, this manifests in much bigger ways that where the argument doesn't need to happen. 
if, if all it, because once we cut through all the nonsense and get to the crux of it, a lot of times it comes down to you're defining words differently and are judging people based on the different definitions and it's causing a lot of different emotions and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. The example you just gave is a very light example. It's yes. not super controversial. But even even you folks listening to this, you're probably already starting to get a picture of what we're talking about here. Even that example alone tells you how easy it is to argue with someone or, or to come at odds with someone. Even over, somebody, yeah. even over something that's as simple as that. I'll give you a quick, simple a simple one as well, just because we're bouncing back off, off of each other. And this is... Um, it, anyone who's ever worked at a, at a restaurant, for example, that has phones that people can call... Uh, or even if in person, you'll have the same thing happen if you're a server or a waitress or whatever. Someone will come and they'll say, what's good? What's good? Well, the problem with what's good is I don't know your taste. I have my taste. I know what I like. I know what's popular, which is a different question, by the way. Um, but what do you want me to tell you? Mm-hmm. And if I tell you something based on my taste, of course, for the most part, when it comes to customer interactions, I don't know who you are. I know nothing about you. If I tell you, yeah, I really like the spicy pasta. And it turns out you hate spicy. Or pasta. No, no, spi- no spicy for you. <laughs> That's an inside joke. But, um, so, and it turns out you hate spicy and, and you, or, or the whole surprise me, right? At a restaurant. Terrible thing to say, by the way. If you're, whether, regardless of what position you're in, don't, don't say that at a restaurant. Fine, surprise me, fine. I'll give you something that we, yes. don't, even, we don't even have on the menu. There you go. Here, here's an empty plate. Yes. Surprise. <laughs> that would be a surprise. But yeah, you get, you give them something and they're, and they're disappointed by it. And, if you, if you ask the server, for example, bring me something that's good, and they brought you their popular menu item and you didn't like it, you're going to feel cheated. You're going to feel angry or, or upset with I them. I asked you to bring something good, right. yes. This isn't good. How are they supposed to know that? Yes. And I guess as a, the, the same way of, of explaining that is rather than what's good is if, they, is if you tell them about a – you explain a dish that you have, something a meal that you have, and they say, is it good? Right. And then – and I've gotten that question before when I've worked, when I've worked in food, where um, is, is, the so, is the so-and-so good? And the answer I have given back is I like it or I don't like it or I never had it because that's the only answer I can give because I cannot uh, say definitively yes or no because that can be interpreted by the other person as a guarantee that they will either like it or not like it yeah. based on zero information. And people have a lot of different takes, even my, even my wife. I've thought about this before. You know, anyone out there who's married um, – or let's say you have a close friend, you want to go out to eat. If you were to give someone that you know a food item that they've never eaten before and you wanted to know if they would like it or not, how confident are you, let's say your your, your sibling or something, how confident would you be to introduce them to an item they've never had and guarantee they're going to like it based on how much you know them? And for me, at least, and maybe I'm calling myself out here, I would I would, I would not be super confident on almost anything I would choose that my wife, wife has never eaten that she would automatically like it just because I know her taste so well. And so if, if even your partner that you're married to, you can't quite ascertain that answer, what are you going to do with a complete stranger? Right. How are you even going to come close to that? Right. And, and you're touching on something that is um, probably psychologically the reason why this occurs is people who live inside, obviously, their own head. Where else are you going to live? You know, you're, you know yourself and you live through the bubble or through the lens of yourself. But because of that, you cannot understand the idea that other people do not see you through that same lens. So the, so to you, the idea that you don't like spicy food is so obvious because you know it. Like you, you, don't, you don't eat spicy food. 
So the idea that a complete stranger is not going to know that is crazy to you. The idea that someone's not going to know that you don't want to walk three quarters of a mile is crazy to you because it's so obvious to you. And uh, in, in a way, you can say that this is like a, a narcissistic way of thinking that what how you feel or what, how you view things, what you think about certain things, everyone knows it because it is not just your view on it. It is the objective truth. Everyone understands it. Everyone accepts it. And everyone's going to go, going to operate according to that. Clearly, that is not true. How can it be true? Because now everyone lives inside your head. Now everyone feels what you're feeling as you're feeling it. I mean, it sounds silly to say, but once you break a lot of this stuff down, this is where a lot of the communication breakdown occurs. Yeah. And so based on these two examples we've given you folks, you guys should hopefully start to have an idea of what this episode is. And so what we're going to get into next is going to be a little bit more controversial, but... Right now, our goal is, as far as I understand, for this particular episode, this isn't about our opinions. This isn't about how I feel or how Brian feels about any one of these particular words we're going to bring up. We'll get to those eventually. Yeah, right? we're going to get to those. But right now, it's not about our opinion on it. It's just we're just going to point out the fact that these things that we're going to reference in a minute are things that are, depending on which side of the aisle you're on, so to speak, they have completely different meanings. And because we can't agree on those meanings, that's what causes most of, if not, I'm not going to say all of, I don't want to be too, you know, absolutely absolute about it, but most of the arguments and, and things that people feel are based around the idea that what you're saying is, is, is the same thing as what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but your opinion is the opposite and that's inhumane or something like yeah. that. And, and that goes into one of the other key things that you're going to hear over and over again, we mentioned instant gratification. Another one is emotional blackmail, which is a new concept to me. I just, not necessarily in terms of understanding it, but in terms of putting a word or words behind it. And um, we're, I'm not going to get into it right now in depth, but um, what Zach just described is kind of uh, kind of along those lines. But here we go. So um, if you haven't, hopefully you've not been triggered yet so far. You have not been offended. You have not been insulted. And the reason why I say hopefully is not because I care whether or not you're offended. I say because if you have been offended or, or attacked or, or feel triggered, that's pretty sad because we haven't really said anything controversial. We've talked about how far something is and whether something's good at a restaurant. Yes, exactly. However, that may change right now. Yeah. So with the two, two keep, examples. Keep, keep your minds open, folks. Yes. Right. So when we have a, a, a debate or an argument or a screaming match about racism, dun, 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 here we go. Yes. Um, if we had a sound effect board, which we're not... We're not that great of a podcast yet, but yes. if we did, we'd be playing that. Yes. that sound yeah, right absolutely. Yeah. Many, 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 many times, the argument does not need to be an argument. And the reason why it becomes an argument is because the people are defining the word racism differently. It is as simple as that. Which is why now I have learned from the many conversations I've had with people where this is, where it's gone down this road. If I were, from this moment on, if I were to have a conversation with someone about this topic, before we go any further, my initial question will be i guess i'm not gonna that's not really a question no i guess it can be will be what is racism to you define it and i guarantee you most people have a different definition of it or they interpret it differently mine is a very high standard because of my definition almost nothing qualifies as racism because right. of, because of the standard that i have but for some people it's very very different and also forget about what Unless you're asking directly, like I just suggested, many times what also happens is people will 
say they define it a certain way, but they don't really mean it. So another lesson here is forget what people say and focus more on what they mean. And, and you'll see that they'll say, I define it this way or racism is this. But then when you start really getting into it, they, they it means something different to them. They just don't want to say it out loud. Right, so they could be. They don't even understand the, necessarily understand their own definition of that, it. That's by very they possible. Just, they've just heard it repeated so many times in certain contexts that that becomes their at least subconscious definition mm-hmm. that they're not even thinking about. Right, like for me, this is I, I, I this was as far as it goes regarding me sharing my opinion on it because it's not really an opinion. It's just I'm giving you my definition. I need to back up the talk I'm giving you right now. Mm-hmm. To me, there's two standards that need to be met in order for racism to qualify. A, you need to actually genuinely believe that one race is superior to another just based on the race. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that ad, that adds the follow-up of what you mean by superior. But for, for in this case, I'm not going to get into that because then we can... Then the word superior will lead to another word that I need to define and so on and so forth. But for me, if you believe that race A is, is superior to race B based on the race alone, racism applies. The second one is if you hate a person solely based on that person's race. Or I guess in this case, you hate an entire group of people based solely on, that, on, on those people, on the race of those people. And when you apply those two definitions, you'll find that most of the things that we claim is racism is actually not, at least not according to me. And why is this important? Because if someone were to give an example of something and I were to come back with, that is not racism, what is the general reaction you get from that? I can tell you this happened to me. I get either directly or indirectly called a racist for not uh, for not Agreeing seeing it the way that they see it. Yeah. And all I'm doing is I am not I'm, I'm applying my own definition and saying okay this doesn't fit. But they want me to apply their definition. As Zach pointed out, they may not even know what their definition is. So really, what they mean by apply their apply their own definition is they want you to agree with them. And if you don't agree with them, somehow that makes you a racist. But Let's give the people the benefit of the doubt and say they can have a definition of it. Let's say they can. It could be as as minor as if you mistreat someone of a different race, you're racist. Yeah. I don't consider that racist because you can mistreat people for a lot of different reasons. So you have to add the, the, the caveat of because of their race, what people don't do. People forget about the because of their race part. It's just as long as race A is mistreating race B, that's racism. That's not true. And... I'm consistent with that through all of my... Anytime I, I, I analyze the situation, I'm consistent with that. But not everyone goes by that definition, whether they admit it or not, and, and then automatically there's tension when at the end of the day, we probably agree on racism as a whole, that it's inexcusable, that it's, it's stupid, it doesn't make any sense to think that way, um, we need to get rid of it. All those things, we agree on that. We just don't want to be on individual cases, whether or not it is racism or not, but that is not good enough. Yeah, and, and you know what? I want to make a point here. Words have power. They really, really do. And you, what you just talked about, and I'll give you a good analogy to it, murder, okay? Something like murder. Well, we can, we can all pretty much, most of us can agree that murder deserves a, a, a harsh punishment. Except for murderers, yes. <laughs> Except for the murder. Most of us can agree that, that if you commit murder, you deserve a harsh punishment. I'm not going to get into what that punishment should be because that's another gray area where a bunch of opinions differ. But everyone pretty much agrees that you deserve a punishment for it. The term racist, calling someone a racist, has such power to it. Mm-hmm. It has, pa- and, and we're talking about real power here, folks. We're, it doesn't, we don't need to be in a fantasy land to understand that if you are 
if you were to call someone racist at work, for example, if you say that one of the people you work with at work is racist and you tell your boss, you tell your superiors, you bring it up the ladder, you make claims and allegations, whatever the case is, you could get that person's job removed. You could affect their life. Have many times. And, and if they lose their job, they could lose their house. They might, if they have dependents, that those dependents could go without, without what they need, clothing, food, shelter, whatever, whatever it may be. That is what power is. Power is, is the ability to use that. And, and here's what's funny. Well, I use the word power, and that's also one of the definitions of racism, which is those with power versus those without power. Some, something along those lines. There is a lot of different definitions of racism, but when you're called that or when you use that word, I want you to know that you're, you're wielding, you are wielding a power against someone else when you use that. And with, here's some cliche line for you, with great power comes great responsibility. But think about that for a minute. You need to be responsible when you use words like this because these words could impact someone's life mm-hmm. and the way that others view them drastically and permanently in some cases. And that's why the specifics and definitions are so important. As a side note, that quote, with great power comes great responsibility, everyone knows it. I think it's so interesting that one of the most quoted quotes of all time comes from a secondary character. It's Peter Parker's uncle or grandpa or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Who says it to him. Like, that guy is responsible for one of the most, like, repeated lines of all time. But this is why specifics are definitely just so important because, as Zach pointed out, when you call someone a racist, that there's a lot of power behind that. You can cause a lot of damage. So what should happen, but doesn't, is the person who is calling you the racist, the burden of proof is now on them to, to prove it. Now, proven is a t- is a touchy word because in this case, because it's very hard to prove or disprove racism because racism is an internal feeling. So at the, at the very least, the burden of proof is, is on you at least to support your position. Well, hold on a second. Why are you saying that racism is an internal feeling? Is it... If, if it is a belief in a certain thing, then that belief turns into an action. Right. And that action can be quant- can be recorded this on is not podcast. What, this, like is not what, this is not what we're going to get into today because this is where my opinion is going to bleed over here. Right. Uh, this, right. Is part, this is part of the racism conversation that people confuse is the thought and the action. The Okay. P- people... You're making that distinction. People I, I, um, equate the two as being equally harmful when they're not. The thought by itself is almost always harmless except for the people who think that they're having their feelings hurt is just as bad as getting punched in the face and 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 it's not again i can get into that in more detail over and over and over again it's not but people think that it is but just the thought by itself is not literally harmful the action based on the on the thought is exactly so and I, i i i've told my kids this too that you know you can't control you cannot control what thoughts will pop into your head sometimes or the, the way you might feel about something, but what you can control is what you do with that feeling in that thought. Yes, correct. You know, if you you might be the you know the, the most racist person out there by everyone's definition. Forget disparities and definitions. By everyone's definition, you're the most racist person, but not a soul around you knows it. Right. No one knows it. Right. Because nothing you do, none of your actions whatsoever depict uh, that you're racist. By the way, folks, uh, it is raining outside currently, so that yes. you might hear that, unfortunately, but it's, we're not going to stop recording. It's Florida. So, and, and, and my follow-up question to what you were saying is, if the, if a person is the most racist person alive, but we don't know it because they, it's just in their internal mind, does it matter? Yeah. Let's say we were able to find out that this person is racist based on their thoughts, but they but they've never done any act. This person has never has never made any act based on this on this on this uh, racism. They're they're a business owner, but they don't discriminate hiring. They don't discriminate firing based on race. They don't 
uh, refuse service to people based on race. Right. They don't do anything like that. It's just their own internal thoughts, but they basically push it aside and say, um, that's my own internal stuff, but I'm still going to treat everyone with equality, which I'm putting in quotes, you can't see me doing that because that's another word that really needs sharpening of specifics and definitions. But if that was the case, does just the fact that they that they think like their thoughts are, ra are racist, does that matter? I argue, no, it does not matter, but people nowadays argue yes, and then, that, and then, and then just on that alone, a fight starts. Yep. We agree that racism is uh, bad, which I hate using that word because what does bad mean, but we, we agree that racism is uh, unacceptable and it's a terrible way to think and um, everyone needs to be treated with respect and all those things, but we don't, I think that just the thought alone is not harm is most mostly harmless. We don't say mostly because I've not considered every situation that's ever existed. Maybe there are situations where you can claim that the thought alone is harmful, but for most part, it's harmless. And if you think differently than me, that does not mean that I'm a, I somehow support racism or I am a racist. It just means that we uh, within that that bubble we have different view, ways of looking at it. It's, it's, and that's yeah. where specifics and definitions come and in. And I want to, I want to bring up. This is not my opinion, but I want to bring up a couple of the of the common racism ones I've heard before. Uh, one of the bigger bigger ones, one of the prevailing ones, is is a disparity between two groups of people. If there's if there exists a disparity between two groups of people, racism must be involved. And maybe that gets into the internalized or institutionalized racism. I believe that's the mm -hmm. term that they use for it. Uh, which is racism that's not coming from an individual, but coming from, from an organization, an organization yes. with power. And that creates a disparity between people in different races. Um, again, I'm, this is not my opinion here. I'm just pointing out that this is, some people believe that that is a definition of racism. So, for example, two people could walk in for a job interview. One is white, one is black. We're not going to focus at all about their credentials. We're not going to focus at all about how they dressed, how they presented themselves. We're not going to focus on any of those things. All we're going to say is that the white guy got the job and the black guy did not. Therefore, based on the, the racial definition or the racist definition of it is about a disparity between what happens between two groups of people. The white person got the job, the black person did not. Therefore, there must be some kind of institutionalized racism going on there. And when people have that mentality, it basically becomes impossible to try to converse and have a, a, a civil discussion about what is racism what 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 you know is is this particular instance an uh, instance mm -hmm. of racism it's almost impossible to have that conversation because their their view of mm -hmm. it their view of it is so fundamentally different yes different what, what they're missing is the example you just gave it could be based on institutional racism it could be it is a possibility but it's not the only possibility but what a lot of those people do is they decide that it is the only possibility and no other possibility can even be considered and if you consider that possibility you are supporting racism or you're a racist yourself or whatever the case may be and god forbid anyone even points out it could be because the guy the, the other guy showed up late it yeah. could be because the white guy had a um uh had a college degree the other one didn't and you know there's, there's a lot of different or or the it could be as simple as the guy who got the job, his father works for the company. So there's nepotism involved. Yeah. So that's a different type of ism. But but it's, it's overly simplistic to just go with that. But that's not the point. The, the point that we're making today is if you believe that, fine, you believe that. But another person may not believe that. And if you're coming at it from two different ways, there's going to be 
there's going to be a, a barrier to have a, a, a actual conversation and reach some kind of common ground yeah. because there's. Let me ask you something real quick, and this this isn't necessarily about this topic. It's you you talked about reading reading some of the books that you like are crime books, mm-hmm. crime novels. Yes, right? and so in these crime novels, at least from my understanding, I'm not as big into it as you are, but you can have a, a an investigator who might have a phrase along the lines of sometimes the simplest some, the simplest um, cause I'm probably misquoting this awfully right now the, the simplest, simplest explanation, explanation is, usually, is usually the one you do right, yes. it's the one yeah. that happened and so what I want you folks to understand here for a minute is we often will find the easy, easiest and least effort route to reach a conclusion and we're always going to start with that even if even if we don't let end on that that's e- the easiest thing to start mm-hmm. and so if you see a disparity between two people what is the easiest, least effort conclusion that you can reach? What's the easiest conclusion you can reach without doing any research, without investigating, without asking any questions, without looking any further into it? Oh, that guy's white, that guy's black, must be racist. Well, uh, That's yeah. very easy to right, do, right? Right, And it takes no, um, pretty much no effort at all, just eyesight at that point. It's actually not just the easiest, but in this case also, for many people, the most emotionally satisfying. Now, I don't mean that people uh, are satisfied with being upset about racism. But that is the emotion that they're looking for at the moment, and they need to validate their uh, anti-racist outrage. So in order to do that, you need a racist situation that you can be outraged about, and you need to justify it, so so, so you need to see. The problem is, with that example, there's many other different simple explanations you can go to besides just that. You can go to, is one better looking than the other? That's eyesight. You can go to... Uh, maybe the, the way someone's hair was done. That's eyesight too. You can go to someone's age. That's not eyesight, but I mean, I guess it is if you look at the, the, yeah. the resumes. You can look at it based on the resumes. So there's a lot of different equally simple explanations for these for these things, but, but you choose to go to racism. You could be right, but just because that's your immediate and uh, reaction to it does not mean it has to be somebody else's, and it does not mean that the opposite reaction or a different reaction is a personal attack or a proof that or, or, or racist attack or anything like that. It is simply just I don't see things the way you see things. Let's have a talk about it or agree to disagree. But we don't get to that point. And to finish up what I was saying earlier, if you are going to make the claim that another person is racist because of something that they said, the burden of proof is on you to support that position. You're going to hear me say this all the time, and I will say this to anyone either through the podcast or elsewhere who tries to counter a point that I make. What you will hear me say in, in certain words would be, support your position. Because if you were just stating so-and-so is a racist, that is a conclusion. That is not an argument. That is the conclusion you want me to believe, but I'm not just going to believe it because you tell me to. You need to support it. And if you can't support it either, the position is still your position is still correct. You just need to hold off on verbalizing until you can uh, articulate it properly and think about it. Or your position is incorrect. Those are two possibilities, but again, those two possibilities get ignored, and it's just I believe this way. I want you to agree with me because I say so, and if you don't, I'm going to attack you. People have to stop letting those people have power to use Zach's word again over you based on stuff, and it starts with specifics and definitions. What does racism mean to you, and does it apply here, and does it not apply here? And start with that because if it's if you're so far apart, that was my, me hit my elbow by the way, guys. If you are so far apart on these things, it may be better to not have the conversation at all because you're so far apart on these definitions and on the on the view of it that anything that the other person says is going to go over your head and vice versa that it's only going to lead to something bad. 
but it's better to stop that conversation before it starts than get into it and then it comes to a screen, it turns into a screaming match. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have anything else to say about this the, the racism at one at the moment because again, we're not doing the opinions here. This is more just we're just presenting the idea, folks, that there are various definitions to these things. And the next one, unless you want to say, I guess the only thing I want, I want to next. add quickly as just a way to self-analyze. Um, part of my cynicism is going to come out here. I think very people do not self-analyze. I think they're not self-aware at all. I think you see this in a lot of ways. But let's pretend that you're not one of those people. You need, you need to ask yourself the question. If you are assuming a situation is racist based on no other information, is it possible that you are the one who sees everything through the racist prism, through, or the prism, the prism of race, not racist, the prism of race, and are projecting that view of the world onto other people and judging them for it? And if that is the case, is it possible that because you see things through race and other people don't, that you are more likely to be the racist than them? Because in order to be racist, you have to view things through race. And if you, if the other person is not and you are, maybe you're the one who needs to, to reanalyze. Yeah. Just, 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 just room for thought because if, 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 if the example is that gay, if, if you go right to, it's racist, and the other person goes to something unrelated to that, well, one guy was rich, then... The other person is not viewing it through the person's skin color, but you are. Why are you viewing it through the skin color? You're just yeah. I'm just throwing it out there as a way to think and self-analyze and and just be a little more aware of these things because sometimes the harshest criti- critics of people of things, people who are the harshest critics of things, it usually applies to them more than anything else. Right, and it's, it's a lot about it's a lot about how much you're focusing on it. Mm-hmm. There's a, I, I believe it was Morgan Freeman who made this this quote. You know, the, the easiest way or the best way to stop racism or stop, talk, stop, talking, stop about talking about it. it. Stop talking about stop it. Stop talking about it. Yes, and and that's uh that, that's very true because the people who are the people who are going to most often claim something is racist are the ones who probably embody and live in the world of, of racist talks and and, yes. and what is racist all day long every day. Yes. This is their life. This is what they breathe. This is what, and so they're looking for it. They're looking for it in things that it doesn't even exist in or shouldn't exist in or or at least is in a much more minor form than what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, to, we're gonna we're gonna go to another really big hot topic here, possibly a harder one, or possibly a harder one that, that that people are. This is one that I really feel like has has a, a big impact of the fact that people have such cannot agree on what it is we're talking about, and this would be the debate against a, against a for abortion. Okay, and so. What one side will say this is uh, you, you are you are pro-choice or anti-choice. Okay, this is it's either for people's ability to for women's ability to choose, or you're against women's ability to choose. The other one will say you are uh, you are against abortion or you're pro-abortion. What is the what is the other what what is the one actually said anti-abortion whatever. I don't remember if there's an actual title for it, but you're either against abortion or you're pro-abortion. If you're pro-abortion, that means that you you want abortions to be readily available you want people to be able to do them and use them and, and uh have access to them. have access to them and, and, and be able to do that if you're against it of course your idea is that's a human being in there don't kill the human being so because you have two different definitions here and, and hopefully i'm explaining that well enough that it's that understand one side is going to come at it as these are human beings inside of a mother's womb the moment of conception is the moment that that becomes a human being who is very tiny, 
whatever, and it's continuing to grow throughout the pregnancy until they're born. But they're a human being all along. They don't become a human being at a certain point. There isn't a certain point where they become yeah. a human being. They're not a rock and um, they turn into a human. Yeah. Right. It's basically the, the moment of conception. That is, you know, when the sperm fertilizes the egg, that is when they become a human. Uh, so there's that, that definition, which if you're arguing from that basis, then it's an argument against, you know, either for, uh, I, I think that you shouldn't kill a human that's inside a mother's womb, or you should be able to kill a, a human that's inside of a mother's womb. The reality is, and this is where it gets so heated with debates when it comes to this, and people are very opinionated about this, the other side of it will say, we're not talking about a human life here, we're talking about uh, growth cells, sort of like a tumor that can that can form on your body. There is a point of viability, which is something else, but there's, you know, there's a certain per portion, a portion of time in the pregnancy before the baby's first heartbeat, before their limbs are, 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 are visible or formed in the way that our limbs are as, as fully function, you know, fully developed humans. And there's, there's a question of before it gets to that point, are they even human? Or is it just a clump of cells? And, you know, there are, of course, the whole gray area, there's a whole spectrum, as a better word to put it, there's a whole spectrum of, of people out there who will say, until that child is born, so all the way up until you know, nine months has elapsed and it's time for delivery, uh, that child is not a human. That's still just a clump of cells. You could still abort at the last minute if you want to, if you don't want to have to deal with uh, that responsibility. And there are people who are anywhere in between. They, it, it runs the whole the whole gamut. All right. And so when you when you have a conversation with someone, and let's say that you you are you are pro choice, you you really believe that. It's, it's a woman's choice to be able to choose what she does with her body. Anyone who argues against that is just kind of sounds silly, doesn't it? Like, why if, why would I not want you to have your own choices? It's like, I'm pro-choice. Pro-choice, like you go to McDonald's, okay? You're pro-choice at McDonald's. You get to choose what you eat at McDonald's, mm -hmm. right? Choose whatever you want off the menu. Why would I go and say, no, you're only allowed to get the Big Mac? Right. Uh-uh. No, no, we're not doing this choice thing. You're, you're getting the Big Mac. That's all you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is a good choice, though. Right. Sure, sure. <laughs> Um, but no, that's kind of silly, right, folks? You, we, we can agree with that. That is a silly thing. Most people aren't going to argue that you don't have the right to choose something. It's your choice. It's your life. Do whatever you want. And, of course, the other side is saying, uh, we don't want you to kill this baby because this is a baby inside the mother's womb. It might not be born. It might not be crying yet, but that's still a baby. And anyone who goes against that point is saying, let's kill the children. Um, again, most people would say, of course not. I'm not, why, I'm not going to support killing kids mm -hmm. what the, the hell kind of nonsense is that right and so the problem here guys is that we this big debate that's happening that's been going on since way before i was born and will go on well after i'm dead i'm sure is that people are not arguing the same thing they're arguing two completely different things completely. and will not see across the aisle and will not will not reach across the aisle to see and try to understand the people on the other side yeah I'll give you a chance to interject. I've been uh, ranting for a while. I'm sorry. To, to, to start off, I'm going to give people a homework assignment. Um, uh, unless it's something you already know, in which case you don't have to worry about it. But I really want you to look up what a false dichotomy is. Um, it's a logical fallacy. We'll start with that. But what actually it means, because what Zach describes is a perfect example of a false dichotomy. If you take the mindset of, if you are, you are, you have the pro, you're pro-choice, and if you are against abortion, you are somehow anti-choice. It's pro-choice versus anti-choice. That is a false dichotomy. You are putting, uh, to all, you're, you're given a situation only two possibilities and only two possibilities and therefore forcing you to choose between one, 
ironically choose between one or the other when that it's not it's not even close to that simple. So to sum up what Zach was saying, it, it, it this is why to bring it back to the the topic at hand, if you are specific and, and definitions specific definitions. So if you decide to have a conversation with someone about abortion, you need to ask yourself, or you need to ask the other person you're having the conversation with, what are, what are we talking about? Are we talking about abortion from this from the standpoint of a woman's right to choose, or are we talking about the standpoint of killing a baby? Because if you think that it's not killing a baby, well then then to you the only the only issue in abortion is the woman's right to choose. Right. But if it but if you think that it is a baby, then the woman's right to choose. Is part of it, but it has to be countered or it has to be considered along with, factored in with the baby. And if a person is factoring that in, their opinion of it as a whole might not be as concrete as yours because they're factoring in the fact, factoring in the idea that there's a baby inside the womb. And therefore, the right to choose does not apply if that choice directly harms somebody else. Yeah, and, 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 and if you think that that is not a fair assessment of right to choose, consider the vaccine mandate and what your opinion of that was. Because that is also a right to choose for many people that was taken away. And the idea behind it was because that choice harms others. As a side note, it really didn't. But we'll get to that at another time. Because so, so people can set the line there and say the right to choose applies. But if that choice directly harms somebody else, your right to choose gets taken away. And that's where the baby part comes in. But if you think that it's not a baby, well, then you're not going to care about that consideration because it's not even on your, not even on your radar. Now, of course, this leads to the idea of those people who claim that it's not a baby. Do they actually believe that all the time, or are they just using that argument in that moment because it's convenient? That's yeah. obviously a case by case situation. But this is why it's so important to be specific because before we get into the abortion topic with anyone. At, you need to ask the other person, is the baby inside the womb? Yes or no? And of course, that's not a yes or no answer. It could be, it depends, which is another word phrase you can hear both of us say a lot. It yes. depends. Yes. So, because maybe they'll say it, it's a baby after I'm making these numbers up. It's 12 it, weeks. After 12 weeks. Most of the time. Okay. But some people say at conception. So, right there, there's going to be a, a difference in how they view abortion. Because one person says, you're good for the first 12 weeks. You can do it all you want for 12 weeks, and then they have to stop. And some people say, no, no, the moment you, you know you're pregnant, you, you can't do it. But then you go for the 12 weeks. Some people say you can do it all the way up till the kid's, uh, till nine months. Correct. So Correct. can that person who's, who thinks nine months um, call you anti-abortion because you only up to you only support up to 12 weeks? Again, the definitions are different. The specifics are different. And at least the fights, when, as Zach pointed out, most of the underlying idea, everyone agrees on. Don't kill babies. Don't kill children. Don't kill innocent people. Yes. Everyone agrees on that. And also, your and, choice. You and right and you have a right to choose what with your body. Why would anyone else, why should anyone yeah. dispute that? No one's going to argue against you getting a piercing. Right. I mean, your family might, depending on if they're religious, whatever, but no, society's not going to argue about you getting your belly button pierced. Right. We're not going to argue about you getting a tattoo. Right. These the, are your choices. The people who are fighting this are almost always not saying, oh, women shouldn't have the right to choose. What they're saying is, Factor in the baby that is there, and I believe, I'm not saying me specifically, I'm speaking as them, I believe that that's a human life in there that does, that is takes precedent over your right to choose. If you disagree with them, that's fine, but that is not the same thing as denying your right to choose. But because people, because people can't see it that way, they 
they fight on it, and that's this is where the politics comes in. That's why I say politics is stupid. All you saw during the elections were whoever was a Republican was anti-woman because they supported they supported uh, anti-abortion laws, anti-woman. Now politicians aren't really pro or anti anything other than their own power. So forget about the fact that, 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 that they care about these issues one way or the other. But if you support anti-abortion laws, you're most like you could be anti-woman. But it's also just as likely, or even more likely, that you are just for not killing babies. And if you don't think it's a baby, that's a very different stance than this person also thinks it's not a baby, but also but and still won't give them a free choice. So it's two different things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and this is uh this is something that that you have to you have to agree what you're going into when you have a conversation with someone. Otherwise, you're just going to go round and round in circles because you're arguing two different points. And yes, with the abortion topic, this is are the abortion as a word abortion. This has this has the gray meaning that we just discussed. The racism does as well. There are many other terms. There are many other things out there that we're not bringing up in examples today. We just chose these particular ones for this podcast. I'll this applies I'll, to almost everything. I'll give you another one. And I and the word I'm, the word I'm using has a connotation in a very um, tense political topic. I'm not going to use it in that context. But of course, when you hear the word, a certain phrase will come to mind. When someone says, does this matter? The word matter. And I used that word earlier, whether or not it matters. What does that mean to matter? Yeah. Because for certain people, does, the, does this human life matter? What does that mean? Does that mean the person deserves to live? Like, what, what does deserving to live mean? Does it mean just being, being able to breathe? Or does it mean having... Uh, a roof over their head and, and food and money and all that and, and, and do they deserve it just because they exist does that mean that is that what you mean when you say life matters does it mean you shouldn't be killed if you are innocent does it mean you shouldn't be killed at all like there's a lot of different ways the word matter can be interpreted but if I mean one thing and Zach means something else and he says does, does this matter I'm going to I'm going to answer that based on my own definition not yours but what people do is they project their own definition onto you and expect you to answer based on that, but don't tell you what yep. the definition is and then judge you for it when it's, well, I didn't know that you meant it that way. You've got, you got to tell me that. And how do you do that? With specifics and definitions. And a lot of the issues, the fights go away. Now, I know people are um, taking a lot of people's weapons away because people <laughs> like to fight for their yeah. own reasons. They, they like to argue. They like to be morally superior to someone. And the only way to do that is to pretend that someone else is saying something outrageously terrible, but once you get to the definitions and specifics, you find out they're not saying something terrible, and now your moral superiority goes away. I, I realize I'm taking a lot of people's weapons away, but if you really genuinely want to not have arguments about everything and have a conversation with people who see things a little bit differently, you have to start with the definitions and the specifics. And from there, you'll find you have a lot more common ground than you think. Yeah, but I think, I think that's something a lot of people, folks are uncomfortable with. You're uncomfortable with the idea that the way that you view the world could possibly be wrong, right? Yeah. And that's that's, that's a, mm -hmm. it's a it's a tough thing to try to swallow sometimes. As my cynicism will prove, um, I've mentioned this many many times um, that there seems to be four things that people really really love to be so much so that they will do anything to keep that up. It doesn't be all four things at once, but the first thing I'm gonna say is right. They want to be right. You have to be right. Yeah. Even if the thing that they're right about is a bad thing, they'd rather be right about the bad thing than wrong about a good and wrong and turn out to be good. Right, being right is very, very important because otherwise it's a you know it's an ego thing. It's an ego thing, hundred percent. But in addition to that, people also many people want to a be a victim, b 
be offended and C be mad. And a lot of times all three of those at once. So if, if you are a victim, you want to stay a victim. And if the thing that you're claiming to be victimized by is not really reality, your victimhood goes away or your perceived victimhood goes away and you don't want that. So that's why people fight for it. Same thing with being mad. If you want to, it's not just being mad. You have to be justified in your, in your anger. But if the thing you're mad about doesn't really exist or it's misunderstood or it's complete BS, now you're not, now if you're still mad, you're not mad for a good reason. Now you're just a psycho who's, who's mad. So you, you don't want that to go away and, and offended. God, God forbid anyone's offended over something and it turns out to be wrong because um, being offended, all those things that I just said gives you power over another person. Yeah. If you're right and they're wrong, you have power over them because you were right. And if you're any of those other things, if you were a victim and they victimize you, that's a power you have over them in a weird way. Obviously, the victimizer had power over you. That's the point of the victimization. But you have power over them by calling, by calling them the victim, the victimizer, and calling yourself the victim. And if you're mad at someone, just think about this. When someone's mad at you, how that makes you feel when you're around that person, they have so much power over you. Yeah. If they're mad at you. Because you, you want to you make the situation better. You want to make the situation better. And so they can dictate exactly when it happens and they can have that power. Same thing with being offended. But what, what can alleviate these things is A, don't give these people this power. Don't budge just because they're offended or mad. But also, if you get to specifics and definitions, you'll find out that a lot of the stuff that people are mad about or offended about or, or victimized or feel victimized for is not even what you said or what you meant or what you believe. It's just been how it's been interpreted because of the lack of specifics and the lack of definitions. I agree. What we're going to do in this podcast, we're really going to attempt to do is provide our audience with this, you know, these definitions, specifics when we're talking about topics. We want people to know what we're talking about. We want that to be transparent and that to be clear. And while we have definitely identified a lot of issues today, um, I want I want I want you guys as the listeners here to understand that there's there are solutions here. We've already talked about it. We brought it up multiple times. This is a problem. Understand that this is a problem, and understand that the solution to this problem is that you have to draw that baseline when you have a conversation with someone. You have to figure that out when you go into a talk with someone. What, and let me ask you a question: What is the point of talking to someone about something? You either you either want to gain information from them or you want to give them information. That is what communication is. If there was no need for me to get or give any any information, I wouldn't talk. There's no point. There's no point in speaking. And so if that, you, that, that's my small talk is stupid, by the way. <laughs> yes, Brian is not a big fan of small talk. But this exchange of information, even if you don't want to receive information, let's say that you're very very strong on your feelings and your point. If it's about the abortion topic, you're very strong on the point that that is not a human life, that is nothing but a clump of cells, and the conversation should really be about whether a woman has a right to choose or not choose what happens to her body. If that is your feeling, you can hold that opinion if you want, but when you're trying, when you're talking to someone who doesn't agree with it, you still have to understand their perspective in order to talk to them. And, and, and all, otherwise, they are just going to shut you out. They're going to ignore you, and nothing's going to change. And, yes, and just uh, to I'll, I'll this quickly, and then you can continue. You also have to make clear that when you are talking about abortion, that is what you mean. Because if you just say the word abortion and expect the other person to know that you mean these things, when they when they a don't know that you mean that, but also look at it differently. So they're going to view if you just say the word abortion and don't offer clarification, they're going to view every single single thing you say about abortion through the lens of what how they define it, which is a very dangerous which, thing. Which could yeah. which could make the message very very different. If you say right up front, 
this is my stance on it. And I, I believe this, this, and this, and this, as Zach pointed out, those, those things. The other person doesn't agree with you, but at least they know that every single, single, single thing that you say going forward is in support of that position. And, yeah. then, and at that point, if they disagree with you, that's one thing. But they, one, one thing they can say is uh, they can say something that you, that you don't mean because you were clear about it from the very beginning. Yeah. And now, now maybe that's the point. Maybe, as I, as I mentioned earlier, the whole idea is to not get clarity so then you can attack people without any and, – and feel justified. And if you get these specifics, then you lose that ability. Maybe that's part of it. Um because you know you had the weapon over people, but so that's, so if, if that applies to you, then what we're, this whole podcast episode is useless. If you're someone who actually wants to talk to someone on the on a on the other side of the aisle and have a conversation with them, you have to understand that the definitions of a lot of these things are going to be different. So that has to be established up front. And if it doesn't, then the conversation is not going to go anywhere, and both people both sides are going to be furious. Because remember, this as, as much as you can say, go back to the abortion. As much as you can say, this person is anti-woman. How dare they? The other side can also say you want to kill babies. Both sides may be wrong about that, but because of the, the of the lack of communication, you're viewing it in those ways. So as outraged as you are by them, they can be just as outraged by you. They just don't say it. And what's the what's the result of this? What happens when you just demonize? I think that's a good word for demonize, it. What word. happens when you demonize someone based on your your definition of what they're arguing? What happens is nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes at all. And that they're not going to suddenly agree with you because you just said that. Absolutely. If I called you a horrible person, you're not going to suddenly be friendly to me and want to adopt my mindset. And that, that's what I said at the beginning. That, that, that's a conclusion. What you need to have is an argument to support the conclusion. And if you don't have an argument to support it, then it's just like, oh, I'm supposed to believe you because you say so. Yeah. And, and, and what happens is, in addition to nothing changing, is then the politics become involved. And that's where the, the bullshit politics happens because then both sides are so firm in their pro stance, but also being against the other side, and the politicians love it because then they say, "I'm going to latch onto this side and gather all their votes and make sure that that that, that, that they support me, and we're going to have the common enemy, which is the other side." Mm-hmm. And that's why I got the pro and anti, right, right? Pro and anti, and that's where the false dichotomy comes in. So all we're doing, other than nothing changing, what we're also doing is giving these corrupt politicians who do not deserve power or do not deserve as much power as we're giving them, we're giving them even more power because they see this line in the sand. And it's probably not even in the sand. It's like in concrete, and it's not drawn in chalk. It's like chiseled in there. It's not moving, and you're, everyone is so far away from that line that it's just all I got to do is just be on one side of it, and I have my my allies and my enemies, and nothing's ever ever gonna get settled. But yeah. this is such a simple solution. It's such a simple solution, and I know it's simple because I don't consider myself an overly intelligent guy or above everyone anyone else when it comes to this. But it's so simple to just okay. We're having to talk about racism. What do you what define racism? Let's go. Okay, you define it that way. I define it this way. So now, now let's get into it. I guarantee if you do that, you'll find that the conversations are nearly as tense, unless you want them to be. But the, the conversation won't be nearly as tense because now you have established something to start. Yeah, with. you might argue over the definitions for a little while. But okay, like, yeah. Still, if you get into the topic, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. So uh, I I hope hope hopefully you folks have gotten a, a good idea of what this. What this po- a, a what this podcast is about, who we are, why it should matter to you, and this this language episode we we talked about it. This is the one we wanted to do first because all of our episodes, the way that we're structuring this podcast, we want to we want to make sure that 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 is something that everyone understands. Mm-hmm. We're go- we're going to talk about controversial things, and we're and later on we're going to be sharing our opinions. Yes, you know you, you're not you haven't heard a lot of opinions. You probably heard more from Brian today than than from me about opinions on certain things. 
But trust me, I have opinions. I 100% do. Uh, so you'll get those opinions. Yeah, my opinions are based those. more on the, the cynicism that I talked about. That no matter what we're talking, no matter what we're discussing, I can't seem to avoid my cynical views creeping in there. And yes, and so that's why uh, you you heard definitely heard more of that from me today than Zach. Oh, that's fine. But anybody, yes, you will hear that on this podcast. So just be prepared for it. Uh, you hear us say a lot. You can hear us say a lot of things like, "What does that mean?" We're 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 also we're talking about you'll you hear in some way you'll hear us say, "What does that mean?" Yeah. You'll, you'll hear us say a lot of the things of, if you mean this, then great. But if you mean this, then it means something else. Like a lot of this, the uh, the ways we, we went about this, these topics, we're going to go about a lot of other topics in, in a very similar way, which is why it's good to be started this way. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, uh, hopefully, I, I, I don't have anything else to add right now. Um, do you have anything else that you want to say here? Okay. I, I think I'm so hopefully you guys have, have at least gotten some value out of this episode. You know, this is the Value Added Podcast. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast. We're going to have content uh, right now. We're thinking about a every two weeks upload schedule to start off with. And, you know, probably as we get more comfortable, we might bump that up to every week. We'll see. But that's kind of the goal planning off for right now. I don't quite know the dates we're going to have these out for you folks. But basically, whenever this is uploaded, two weeks after that and every two weeks following. That's what you can expect from us. So please give us a, give us a, a follow or or uh, like the podcast, feel free to comment uh, on any of the on any of the comment sections we have. Also, if you want to reach us by email, uh, feel free to do that. That's going to be that. You know what? I'm going to let Brian do the email this time. Uh, get, get used to this, by the way. Um, the email for us, our podcast, is valueaddedzb at gmail.com. So it's, dot. it's valueaddedzb. ValueAddedZB at gmail.com. Very important. Very important. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got to be specific. ValueAdded, all lowercase. I doubt it matters, but I was going to say it anyway. ValueAdded, all one word. ValueAdded.Z as in Zach, B as in Brian. ValueAdded.ZB at gmail.com. That's our email to reach out to us with anything, whether it's a, a specific comment, a question, suggestions, um, hate mail. That's the one we really want. <laughs> so we can tear it apart. But, um, Anything you guys want to do, that's the, the way to reach out to us. Or, I guess, through uh, whatever source you use to listen to this podcast, there are ways to contact us through that as well. Yeah, I think I think the Spotify has like a comment section yeah. for their episodes. Audible has, I do know Audible has something like that as well. And folks, well, we're gonna we're gonna attempt to have our podcast on as many podcast streaming sites as possible. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Keep in mind, we we're we we're very new at this. Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't we don't have a ton of funding for it. Obviously, we were kind of doing this out of our own personal pockets. So we're new at podcasting. We're new at this whole thing. Um, so that's an, I, I, more of the uh, when I say suggestions and recommendations, I don't just mean for topics. I mean for things that we can do to improve uh, our overall quality. Yeah. Um, because we're we're open for suggestions. Like I said, we're new. Even though we're not new to the topics that we're discussing, we've talked about it many, many times. We've all thought about them in depth. But podcasting is a very new avenue for both of us. Um, so just keep that in mind as as you listen. Hopefully, we, we strive to get better with each one. But um, it could be rough in, the, in a, or rougher than we might like in the beginning for various reasons. Um, but we're here for the long haul. Yeah, committed to it. Don't worry, folks. You can you stick around. You can see us grow. That's a that's a benefit for the both of us. All right, folks, we'll 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 see you in the next the next podcast episode. Two weeks. Thank you guys so long.